folks, and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is the show all about podcasting, helping you to grow a successful show. I'm Colin Gray from The Podcast Host, and joined by Matthew. How are you getting on, Matthew? Very well, thanks, Colin. How are you? Yeah, not bad at all today, actually. Not bad. Winter's kind of kicking in here in the frozen north. How's it? How's it down south where you are? Um, I, I always laugh, you know, because uh, our, all our pals and colleagues in America talk about the autumn as this romantic uh, period, you know, the, <laughs> the crispy leaves falling down and, you know, it looks really good when you see photos out there at fall, as they call it. Here it's just yeah. wet, isn't it? It's just torrential yeah. rain, slippy, wet, rotten leaves all over the, the path. It's really, yeah, it's yeah. not a great time. Not a great time yeah. at all. Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can like, you can vaguely look up and see some uh, orange trees and things and you're like, oh, it's kind of nice. And then like a wet leaf hits you in the face. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, down your no, back. This is yeah. not fun. And then you're Aye. just uh, hunkering down, waiting for the, the coldness to creep in. And it, Do you know what though? I always find myself saying that. And then I actually talk to some people, some of our friends from the US and they're like, oh, what temperature does it get down to? And I'm, I'm thinking, ah, just under freezing, you know, it's pretty Baltic. And then they say, well, I mean, it's like minus 20 here during the winter half the time. Yeah, the <laughs> so land of extremes. generally shuts me up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're just <laughs> mediocre in, in all that we do. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I, I, I did have the optimistic <laughs> thought the other day, though, that the longest day is like the 21st of December, the, the shortest day, sorry, um, yeah. which isn't that far away. So it's basically summer already. I'm, I'm going with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, by the way, time of recording is is in November, just because somebody Indeed. could obviously be listening to this in, in summer. Yes. Anytime. Uh, so. <laughs> anyway, let's get to it. What are we covering today, Matthew? Yeah, so uh, returning to our 16th season of PodCraft, uh, this is a great opportunity for us, I think, to draw on the ex- expertise, experience and insights. I always go on the rule of threes. E- expertise, experience <laughs> and insights of our team here at the podcast host in too. Um, so we've already had Sean on uh, talking about SEO for podcasters. And on this mm-hmm. episode, uh, I've got my content team comrade, as I'll call her, Lindsay. Um, and I thought this was a good uh, chance to, to catch up with Lindsay. I know that she does a lot of podcasting with her brother, Ted. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've heard wee bits and pieces about that uh, through the company and, and, you know, through our Slack channel. But it was a really yeah, good yeah. chance to sit down with her and just find out a lot more about, like, the sort of benefits and challenges challenges of what the the guys are doing together uh, with our podcast so um i'll just crack on and, and dive into it and i started off just by asking Lindsay for a bit of background on our brother ted so my brother is two years younger than me we're pretty close in age and um people may give you different a different sense of what kind of language people should use when they describe uh, people who have autism spectrum disorder some people say that it's correct to use the term people with autism or people with autism spectrum disorder. Some people prefer the term autistic. And I know that other podcasters in the autism sphere often get a lot of feedback about what kind of language you're supposed to use. And Ted, the language that Ted prefers is he describes himself as autistic. Um, He also says that he has autism. And sometimes he'll use the word autistic as a noun. Like he'll say, I need to hang out with my autistics instead of his friends who have autism. Um, So I I use the language that he uses, which is he is autistic, he has autism, and we use it both interchangeably. Um, Ted was diagnosed at probably age two, and it's 
uh, been something that he has his whole life. When he got to be in his teens or maybe a little bit younger than that was around the time that it became the, you know, the consumer uh, electronics market started exploding with video cameras and stuff at home. So Ted started making videos and as the technology progressed, his ability to make videos progressed. So he was very interested in making videos of himself, of the world around him, uh, sometimes not sometimes fictional videos too. And he would do puppet shows on video because he's really inspired by the Muppets. So as time progressed, he moved in with us. He moved in with me and my husband uh, in March of 2020 at the beginning of the pandemic. And since then we've been working on his media skills for job skills. So we were moving along with video editing because that was something he was interested in. And I thought, Hey, you know what, let's just try a podcast. And what I'm discovering as we're moving along, he really likes, he's very, he really enjoys editing. He takes to it like a duck to water. He, um, he also loves a good countdown clock, whether it's, you know, the last 10 seconds before new year's or watching how a waveform moves along on a screen. So he's very, very conscious of that. And his, his brain just tunes right into it. So that's why podcasting has been a good fit for him. I hope I answered your question without digressing too much. No, no, there's a, a few things, uh, a few great things we could dive into there. Just a quick question yeah. for you. Why, why do you think he likes editing? Why do you think that is? Some of it is that is the countdown clock. Some of it, the, you know, the time, the timestamp as you're recording. A lot of it is that he can see his voice on the waveform. And it's something that he's doing that is making, it's a cause and effect relationship. So as he's talking, he can see the waveform on the screen. One of the symptoms of, of his particular condition is they call it narcissism which is a word that most people don't like to hear, but basically he's more concerned about himself than other people. So it's just an autism thing. I don't know if he would be good at working on, on content that doesn't include him. So that's something that we have to try in the future because I need to find out if this is just about I'm recording me talk. Uh, I'm recording me talking. I'm editing me talking or if it's, I love this particular activity. So mm. we're that's that's a goal we're working we're working on. We just haven't had a chance to do it yet because Ted loves to record. So we have tons of tons and tons of material to to work on. He um, he also really enjoys editing transcripts. So we've been working with different kinds of transcription software and he's always mystified by why the computer thought he said, you know, he knows he said bacon and it thought he said begging or something like that. Another challenge for him is he has, he appears to have symptoms of what they call tardive dyskinesia, which means that his mouth makes involuntary movements, um, especially his tongue. So it can make him difficult. It can make it difficult for him to speak clearly. Mm. So that's that's another one of the challenges that we're you know that's another one of the things that we're working on. 
just going back then you talked a bit about like um and being interested in, in video and mm-hmm. uh when he moved in with you so you've been you've been podcasting for how long now i mean it must be must be a fair few years so i started making podcasts in i want to say about 2015 my husband and i made one episode of a sketch comedy podcast called Radio Free Tacony which was just a proof of concept thing to see if we could do it and we didn't even distribute it widely we put it on it was a great confidence builder it's one of those things that i highly recommend to anybody who's thinking about starting a podcast just make one episode and don't don't distribute it widely only show it to people you trust and it'll make you feel really good about doing it because when you're first starting you just need that cheerleader stage then i made yarn socks arising which is spelled with a j very confusing for a lot of people which was an audio fiction podcast and that did pretty well it you know definitely made me think okay i know what i'm doing here and then ted has been making videos for as long as he's been able to hold, as long as he's had a camera and access to the internet and he has he may have more than one youtube channel we don't know exactly how many channels he actually has and he puts up videos of himself doing anything. I'm waiting for the day that there's some weird subreddit out there, somebody who's actually been watching all of his videos. And uh, sometimes he gets troll comments. Sometimes he gets no no activity at all on his YouTube channel. But he and I have uh, we've made it. We he and I worked on a few videos together for Halloween and Christmas and things like that. And he's getting a lot better at it. Yeah, I saw that video you shared with me um, coming up to Halloween, sort of time of recording. It was really yep. good, like good production values and that. So, I mean, he obviously, like, he's, he's really into the video. Was it a, it'd be an easy sell then to kind of transition him into podcasts? Exactly. Um, yeah. So how, how has he kind of found the two by comparison? He prefers a video medium because he likes acting. Um, he has a, a a character that he he has a character that he plays that he calls Uncle Scary, who likes to host horror movies. I don't I don't think you have this in the UK. I, I, I don't know if you have this in Scotland, but you've probably seen this kind of thing on uh, on the internet. Um, there was sort of a phenomenon in the 60s and 70s and the early 80s where um, TV channels would show a horror movie and have it hosted by, you know, somebody like, you know, somebody who called themselves something like Dr. Shock or, uh, you know, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark was one of these these characters. And Ted wants to be a horror movie host. So he made up this persona, this character, Uncle Scary. And he does all the all the puns and stuff, and and he hosts different horror movies. Unfortunately, this has gotten him in a lot of trouble with copyright strikes on on YouTube. So some of his videos just it, YouTube just takes them down immediately. But he and I just worked on one for this past Halloween that was all clips from different movies that we found on archive.org. And he uh, it, he he with the with the podcasting, I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I think seeing his voice on the waveform is about as exciting for him as seeing himself on camera. 
but it's lower pressure too. Um, he doesn't really have to think about it as much as he has to think about the acting. I suppose as well, like you're, you're talking about YouTube and the obvious negatives of that. Are, you, you mentioned that he does get some troll comments. We'll, men- we'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, I mean, it is, it is like, it is easier to get feedback, good or bad, when you're doing video mm-hmm. like YouTube, because YouTube comments are, you know, most people have a YouTube account or a Google account and they could they could easily give feedback. Whereas podcasting, it can take a bit more work and a bit more time and there's a lot more places that feedback could could come in so do you think do you think that's part of the reason and like i say i know not all comments have been positive but you can get that feedback can't you with video a lot easier it definitely is easier because he has a little trouble telling the difference between good feedback and bad feedback sometimes he'll get a feedback saying sometimes he'll get feedback saying hey this video was really great can you make a video about something else And he'll say, yeah, I can do that. So, for example, somebody asked him once if he could put spaghetti and meatballs in a blender and blend it into a paste and then drink it on camera. And he did it. It was uh, it, it, it was pretty funny to watch. But the other thing, too, is that people will say to him, hey, can you do a video of something he really shouldn't do? And he'll say, yeah, I can do that because yeah. he'll do it because the audience wanted it. And we have to say to him, no, 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 you're not allowed to do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's you know. that t- there's that sort of taking advantage or exploitation angle if somebody's messing mm-hmm. around, basically. Yeah. So he, he's not he, what you're saying, though, is he's not he's not ever been really hurt by any comments then. Is that the case? Oh, no. Every now and then he'll come to me and say, they said I was a big, fat, bloated tick, blah, blah, blah. And I have to sit down with him and say, okay, but you know what? Sometimes people just say mean things to get attention. And they're just trying to get a rise out of you. And this is just shake it off. What a, what's it like his actual podcast that you've been running with him? What's that called? Is it Life in the Ted Lane? Exactly. It's called Life in the Ted Lane. And it came out of uh, because as his caregiver, I spend a lot of time driving him around. And I was sort of thinking of the song Life in the Fast Lane. But um, with him, it's Life in the Ted Lane. Wherever you are, you go at his speed. And you have to be aware of the spatial relationships and stuff because otherwise, you know, he'll just walk right into people sometimes. And you have to be when you're when you're living in life in the Ted Lane. You have to sort of you, you, there's a certain kind of awareness that you have to have so that you stay safe. And uh, I said, people, our our friends said, I would love to hear a podcast by Ted where he just talks about what he does for fun, and you should call it Ted Talks. <laughs> and I thought about it and I knew I couldn't get away with it. I knew that no, it, it wouldn't go well, but we decided life in the Ted why, Lane was- why, th- why do you think it wouldn't have went well? Oh, you know, I, I'm sure that there's just an army of lawyers looking to preserve the copyright of the Ted Talks thing and preserve the brand. I mean, that brand is tight. That brand has like, you know, the fonts are perfect. The 
that, you know, everything about it is always consistent and exactly the same. When you watch a TED Talk, you know exactly what you're going to get down to the cadence of the way they speak. And if we had put out a podcast called TED Talks, there would be a lot of people who would be saying, this isn't what I expected. So yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to get away with that. I don't need the army of lawyers from the Ted talks, people coming down on me saying with a cease and desist order, they yeah. my front door. I no, that's it. That's a good point. So the, the concept that I was going to call it Ted talks there life in the Ted yeah. lane. So, so Ted, is he, is he doing a, a monologue style, like a solo show then, or are you on there with him as a co-host? I'm on there with him as a co-host. And what happened, actually, the the thing that I found, the the thing that was surprising was, Ted, I said to him, if we made a podcast, what would you want it to be about? And right off the bat, he said, I would like to make a podcast about Hollywood, Broadway, the Muppets, and what it's like to be autistic. And I thought, well, that's focused. That's really specific. Great. Uh, you know, here's a man who knows what he wants. And he knew exactly. And I said, do you want me to do it with you or do you want to do this by yourself? And he said, no, I want you to do it with me. And also because of the way he tends to ramble, I he needed to have another person to sort of steer him back on track. And uh, it's kind of like, with Star Talk and Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson, he usually has a comedian with him to sort of make to make what he says make sense to the average person who is not a astronomer. Mm. And uh, with Ted, you kind of need somebody to get him back on track. The other thing is that his autism makes him do something called uh, it's it's part of echoalia which is when you echo things that you've heard other people say. And he also does something called scripting, which is where you say things that you've heard before. So sometimes he'll talk about something and I'll think, gee, that sounds like some, that, that sounds really kind of scripted. And then I'll look it up and I'll find out that he's repeating something he heard on a television show. Mm. So I have to be really careful to make sure that he's not, we we have to be really careful about plagiarism. So yeah, so that's just one of the challenges. We also saw dolphins. Yes, we did. Please tell everybody about that. What was that like? We were last on the beach. We saw a big pot of dolphins go swimming by. They were leaping around, leaping around, leaping around. This is the first time we saw dolphins in the world. They call them flipper, flipper, ever so likely. That was fun, wasn't it? That's the first time I ever see dolphins outside the aquarium. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> That's if only I had a fish to feed them. Yeah. But I I don't think you're supposed to feed wild dolphins. Mm, I don't think it would be a good idea. Hmm. Well, if you did it on like a whale watching cruise, maybe they maybe that's different. Anyway, but, what else, Ted? But now I want to talk about what we did the other day. On Saturday, we went to... Hey, what's going on? Oh, this? Oh, Ted, don't you remember from the last episode? This is another flashback. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, well, the other day we were at... Hi, Ted Harris, and this is Life with Ted Lane. This is a very special episode today. 
Maybe it wouldn't worry to go out the Great Wall, but especially it's so hot out. Where are we, Ted? We're at the Mag Art, Art Fair. That's about our, our garage art fair. Yep, we are at Mag Rocks Art, which is a festival in Mount Airy on Germantown Avenue. And there, Ted, do you want to tell everybody what we can see around us? Actually, you know around what? Let's, let's see, turn around. There we go. Around here, I see a lot of vendors, a lot of sellers, a lot of art. There's a band over there playing music, a lot of kids around. There's a church right there. There's a lot of vendors. There's also a lot of interesting art, a lot of great stuff. Do you try and put a, a cap on the episode lens? I let him talk for as long as he wants to talk, and then we go back and look at the transcript and say, okay, this stuff here, do you think this part is necessary? At the same time, he has a really good sense of episode length. Like he, I think it's just from watching television all these years. I mean, we're, you know, we're kids of the seventies. I think he has a sense of a 30 minute episode in his head. And then we cut it down into the twenties. We also script everything beforehand so that he's prepared. He likes to have a script ready to go. And he usually, he he usually brings it in at about a page per topic and he'll he'll digress a little bit sometimes we'll talk about donna suggested this actually from you know from the customer success team she listened to it and she said i would really love to hear more about what it was like for the two of you growing up together so sometimes i'll just ask him a question about hey um i know we went to this place like for example we went to disney world and i said so you've told us a lot about what disney was like now but can you tell me a little bit more about what Disney was like when we were growing up? So sometimes I'll get him to sort of go off script a little bit, but he seems to have a pretty good sense of like, okay, it's been 30 minutes. And also he's watching the countdown clock as we're recording. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you divvy up the, the tasks when you've recorded it? Cause obviously there's a bit of editing to be done. There's publishing, there's even if you're doing a bit of promotion, like what, what's the kind of set up there between the two of you? Because this is job skills training for him, I have him do as much as possible with me coaching him as he goes. So typically our workflow is we sit down, he writes the script longhand on paper, and I sit next to him and sort of talk it through with him. And then he, um, we sit down, we record it together. Then he takes he takes a break, like to think about it. He has to process what just happened. Then the next stage is he transfers it into transcription software and he edits the transcript. And usually what I do is I let him do one pass by himself because he's so excited and so enthusiastic that he won't accept outside direction. He sits here saying, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. So I let him do one pass on his own. And then he and I go back together and I help him edit the transcript. And usually he's very motivated to do that on his own. Then we'll sit down with the audio file and he'll, he and I work on it together. 
And we, it's one track. It's just the two of us on one track. It's not multi-track editing. Actually, we just started learning multi-track editing uh, very recently. I think our last episode was multi-track. What are you using for that? What software? Right now we're using, we, we used GarageBand and then we moved up to Logic. And, but what we're doing is something that you could really do on any DAW. We're not, you know, you could do this in Audacity or anything. We're really not, we're not reinventing the wheel. And he came up with some ideas that would require multi-track editing. Like he wanted to, to have flashbacks because some of it we field record. Some, some, some of it, for example, we went to the zoo. We field record, we made a field recording at the zoo. We went to an art fair. We did some field recording at the art fair. So he'll say, oh, well, we need to talk about something that happened in the past. So this has to be a flashback here. So we needed sound effects. Then um, what we're doing now is that once he gets the dialogue assembled the way he wants, once he cuts out the parts that he doesn't want to keep, then we give the file to my husband, Vince, who has a much more closer to a professional audio setup and experience than we do. And he goes through and he does things like normalizing the volume and removing mouth sounds. He runs it through isotope and makes it sound really, really professional. And then while we're doing that, Ted and I go back to the transcript and take out whatever parts we cut out. Or if we moved anything around in order or anything like that, we make any changes to the transcript. Then once it's all done, Ted and I sit down and we upload it together. Um, and if sometimes what we do is also Ted will draw, Ted, do, Ted does the cover art and also Ted does the show notes. What we do is we have one file like in a notes app that is the stuff that always stays the same. He copies and pastes that into the show notes, just like credits and stuff like that. And then he and I write the show notes together. Mm. And then he, uh, so I, with, and he, and he refers to the transcript there. He'll say, okay, we talked about this. We talked about that. We talked about this. We talked about that. He'll put that up. Sometimes he'll make new art for the episode. If he feels like it's warranted, the cover art for this is always hand-drawn. He draws it, then we upload it to a photo editing software, and he gets it all set up with the right size parameters and, and everything, and then we upload that. And uh, he publishes it, and the part where he sort of drops the ball is promotion. That's where his interest flags. So the feedback that we get ends up being critical to him continuing to want to do it. He, um, I mean, it's important for any podcaster, but it's especially important for him. The number of downloads doesn't mean a whole lot to him. Fortunately, our hosting service shows what countries it's been downloaded in. So if I show him, look, Ted, this, your podcast was downloaded in India. That blows his mind. If I say to him, look, it's been downloaded in the UK. Look, it's been downloaded here. And our, our, Hosting service can get pretty granular with that data. They can say, uh, you know, what town it's been recorded in. I mean, not recorded, downloaded in. So he gets 
the first time I showed him, look, Ted, your your podcast has been downloaded in four different countries. He just kind of had to sit on the couch and stare for a really long time. Like, this is this is really happening. People are hearing my voice in another country. And the idea that people in countries where that he's never been to are listening to him just absolutely amazes him. We did a the five-day review challenge on the PodCraft community and just asked for reviews. And as soon as he started getting reviews, he said, we have to go record another episode. My audience needs me. He's like a, he's like a superhero. Like, oh, it's not about me. It's about my audience. They need me. What are they, what what have been some of the the challenges for you? Because I mean, that, overall, this is a an entirely positive experience. And like you know, doing something with your family member, doing something with your brother, um, and it's mm-hmm. it's you're creating recordings that are permanent, that are forever. But obviously, it won't mm-hmm. come without its challenges. So, so what sort of difficulties have you you come across at times? With me, it's patience. He's willing to work on really tiring, tedious tasks like editing, um, whether it's transcripts or audio, he's willing to sit there and work on it for maybe an hour at a time or two hours at a time without a break. And I sit there. The other thing is that he refuses to, he refuses to get his eyes checked and he refuses to wear glasses. And I think he needs to, you know, he he could he he could stand to get his eyes checked. So a lot of the stuff on the on the interface is really tiny and hard for him to see. And I'll sit there saying to him, "No, you gotta you gotta move up a little bit. It's up there. It's up there at the top." And also, his memory retention for details of editing isn't always great. So sometimes I have to, you know, I I do have to coach him. I do have to prompt him as we go. And sometimes it's very tiring for me. So it's the patience that's that's hard because, I mean, I want this to be a positive experience for him. But there was one time I said to him, listen, Ted, I need a break. And he said, no, just keep going. He's he's a taskmaster <laughs> when it comes to this stuff. He's 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 a tough, tough guy, but he'll. He'll work on something for about two. He'll work on something on two hours before he feels he needs a break. And what he'll do is when I say to him, I really think it's time for a break. He first, first of all, he had to learn that it is okay to take a break rather than doing something all at once. Mm-hmm. He had to learn that, that it was, and that jobs aren't necessarily finished in one, one work session that you can set a task aside and come back to it later. And he he wants to use the same ball of enthusiasm that he had when he started rather than trying to generate a new ball of enthusiasm. But I said to him once, look, you really need to take a break because otherwise you're going to burn out. He said, okay. He went downstairs, poured himself a huge glass of water, drank the whole thing. Then he sang a song. And then he came upstairs and he said, okay, I'm ready to get back to work. And ever since then, it's always been the same thing. He drinks a glass of water, he sings a song, and then he comes upstairs and he's ready to work again. My guess is that singing the song resets his motivation, but it also has to do with breathing. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's sort of like the way somebody might take D 
deep breaths, like mindfulness breathing. So he drinks a glass of water, sings a song, and then he's ready to go back to work. So what, what like, um, just, just as we, we come towards the end of our episode, Lindsay, what are the long-term or future, have you set any sort of goals or targets or anything like that? Any ambitions for these, these podcast adventures with Ted? So with Ted, it's, it's very different than it would be for a neurotypical person because even if Ted's podcast took off and he was getting like Rogan level listeners, I would still have to coach him through it. And it's, I wouldn't want him to, and he wouldn't want to hand over the, the workflow tasks to someone else. He wouldn't want to just, I don't think he would want to just sit back in a chair and talk. And he, he likes to have the, the control that you get from doing the editing and doing all of the processing and uploading the new episode and making the art because for him, that's part of the creative process. That's him putting his stamp on it. So even if he got like a, like a Joe Rogan level of listeners, he would still be doing all of that. I don't, um, the only way I think we could monetize it now, actually, that's another thing because when we started in 2020 with teaching him job skills, one of the things that we worked on was graphic design. So he has a t-shirt store on T public. And what he does is he draws t-shirt designs and then he edits them in photo editing software and he puts them up and people buy them. People love his art. So we probably would monetize with his t-shirts and merch, but I don't, the way that I see this being anything more for him is that it could have a positive impact on people who would hopefully reach out to him, you know, write to him or contact him and say, Hey, I really enjoyed your show. This, this helped me or, people who are parents and caregivers of other autistic people saying this, you know, this helped me, you know, get through a long car ride or this, this helped me get through a trip to the zoo, you know, Oh, you took your brother to the zoo. Now I feel more confident taking, taking my brother to the zoo, that sort of thing. That was great. It's really good to hear Lindsay's experience with that. There's so much goes into it. eh? Yeah, the old podcast and it never fails to impress you and it's it's sort of <laughs> all the all the ways people are utilizing it, you know, all the all the really yeah. positive um impacts that it's having as well. So uh look forward to catching up with um Lindsay in a future episode and just find out, you know, how Ted's getting on with his stuff as well. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Cool. Well, just before we finish up, I'll mention um we've had a couple of changes in relative uh, recently, haven't we, Matthew? Yeah, that's right. You want to you want to enlighten us yeah, on those? Yeah. So if you're an uh, ongoing listener, you'll know that um, our podcasting tool, Alitu, we've long had it. We started out as an editing tool. It was just really to, it was a way to make editing much quicker and easier. It was always the question we got most often, wasn't it, Matthew? Like back in the day um, when we were producing shows for folk, like how do you make editing easier? How do I get rid of this EQ and compression? And <laughs> how many questions around that did you answer, Matthew? <laughs> Plenty, yeah, plenty. Aye, it's um, all these all these wee terms that sort of trip people up. And then when you tried to show them like 
this is how I do it in Adobe Edition, and a lot of folks are sort of rolling their eyes. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So so with Alitu, we decided to build a tool that basically did all the audio cleanup for you, so you didn't have to worry about EQ and compression. Adds in your music and your transitions, uh, and offers a really simple, clean but still powerful and creative way to to edit. Like cuts out a lot of that stuff that you get in places like Audacity and Audition that you don't really need. Like you're not a, an audio engineer as a podcaster, so we simplified it back. Then later on, we added call recording, um, and now you can record your calls right in Alitu. And the audio of that's cleaned up too. But most recently, just this month, we've launched hosting as well. And that was kind of always the, it was always the goal really to get Alitu to be in an all-in-one place where people can come, they can make their podcast, they can get some creative control, they can, uh, but it's simplified, it's made much quicker, as easy as possible. It's built really just for podcasters and i'm really sounds kind of cheesy but i'm just delighted we got there eventually <laughs> it was like four or five years down the road from starting it. it was a 2016 i think the first idea came up for this so yeah it's really cool it's great to have the hosting in there i think we've had some good feedback as well haven't we matthew we've had loads of people getting in touch about it yeah and i've been using it for a while doing our companion podcast a uh, pocket-sized podcasting so i'd kind of been the, the guinea pig in there as well and i'd been working away on it so it's been working really well for that which was great to see and and yeah. obviously now it's come out of beta and, and is out there in the world. So, um, yeah. yeah, onwards to world domination or somewhere <laughs> close to it. <laughs> <laughs> or at least just making it easier for folk to make their shows. Yeah, exactly. cool. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to give it a try, go over to alitu.com. That's A-L-I-T-U dot com. Uh, and there's a seven day free trial. So you can give it a shot, see if it suits you. Try making your show from start to finish. Do a call or a solo recording, put it all together, see how it sounds with the audio cleanup. And then you can publish it too. If you already have hosting, you don't have to use our hosting. It's kind of a, a free extra. <clears throat> you get a thousand downloads for free per month. So that suits quite a lot of podcasters. Actually, you can get that hosting for free, um, but you can upgrade it for a reasonably low price as well. But if you have other hosting, you can link to any host as well. So yeah, pop over, give it a try. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Get in touch and let us know. We're always there on Twitter at the podcast host. If you want to get in touch, get some feedback. That'd be great. All right, that'll do it for this episode, eh, Matthew? Yeah, I, I just want to say to the listener as well, aside from the usual thanks for listening, uh, you'll, you'll find links to anything mentioned, the show notes and the transcriptions over at thepodcasthost.com forward slash podcraft16, and that's 16, the number 16, rather than the letter 16. Uh, that's a topic <laughs> no of its point. own, isn't it? Do you spell it out or do you do you write the numbers? But yeah, podcast16, that's where you'll get everything you need uh, around the show. Perfect. All right. Thank you for listening and join us next time for another episode with one of our team from the podcast host or Alitu sharing their expertise. We'll talk to you then. <laughs>